Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're all doing well. You're listening to Pop That Mama, a passionate first-time mum sharing my tips and tools for a positive pregnancy, childbirth and journey into motherhood. In this episode, I will be discussing how your identity changes as you become a mother. Enjoy listening. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, guys. I hope you've all had a fantastic Christmas break, despite all of the restrictions and not being able to see loved ones in the way that we usually would. Um, But I hope you've managed to have a really good time. So I'm recording this really late, actually. It's my bedtime in half an hour's time. But I was in the bath with Juniper and my mind was racing and it was going, going, going. And I just thought, you know what, I need to just record this podcast because it's been in my mind pretty much since Juniper was born. So it's now seven months postpartum and I've just been looking for the right time to collect my thoughts. And when I was in the bath, I could literally feel my mind piecing together what this episode was going to be about. And then I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do a script. Like I usually do a lot of research and then I'll write, you know, full notes and then I'll kind of trim it back and then I'll just try to freestyle a bit. But usually I think I'm just still building my confidence with this. So to to go off notes completely can feel quite daunting for me. but I feel like this is a topic that I should just be able to speak to without having done much research. So, so much changes when a woman falls pregnant and gives birth. You know, the way that you look at the world changes. The way that the world looks at you changes. You know, your body changes. Your relationships change. All of those intimate relationships, you know, your partner, your parents, your even your colleagues, the wider network, it all changes. I mean, I can't actually think of one aspect of my life that has not changed since falling pregnant and giving birth to Juniper. I can't think of anything. So for me personally, this kind of shift in identity and this change and transition into motherhood started when I found out I was pregnant, actually. Um, And it can be even subtle things like the way that people at work start to treat you because they know that you're going on maternity leave or someone standing up for you on the tube or when you're heavily pregnant and you get people complimenting you on the street. Like I know it was peak summer and I was wearing a bright yellow dress and I was nine months pregnant And this lady stopped me and she was like, oh my God, I've been watching you walk up and down this street since your bump was tiny and now you just look like a big, beautiful flower. And at the time I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet to just be complimented randomly like that in the street. And it really felt special And I was with Tom at the time and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, wow, what a boost uh, in confidence. But at the same time, it's like you are of public interest. I didn't want to say public property because I I know that that word has been used, especially for the bump touches or whatever they call it, the bump feelers. Um, But you do become public interest. You know, people look at you and it's just something about that bump that invites uh, the gaze, uh, the, the kind of the looks. I know for me... When I see a pregnant woman on the street, 
I literally can't help but smile and I look at them and my heart is warm and I'm also like oh my god just you wait sort of feeling like you know or don't worry it's going to be okay I've got all of these kind of sisterhood feelings that I want to put my arm around them and to say it's going to be okay um but I definitely feel very warm and drawn to them so I guess yes this kind of change does start to happen when you're pregnant um and other things such as lifestyle changes you know obviously when you're pregnant you can't drink too much alcohol I mean it's a personal uh, decision whether or not you have a glass of wine here and there but even that like those decisions can draw the interest of other people because suddenly people have an interest in your baby which you are growing and taking care of and so suddenly people have an interest in what you're eating and what you're drinking and the de- decisions you're making you know how much you're exercising and so all of a sudden there is this kind of um public interest and I was also going to say with with alcohol, you know, if you are someone who likes to drink socially, then all of a sudden you can't do that. And I think that does have a knock on effect because suddenly um, you're in social situations where perhaps you were the life and soul used to get drunk or whatever. And actually you just can't do that anymore. Maybe that brings about uncomfortable feelings. Um, Suddenly you are having to adjust your lifestyle. Um, uh, My personal experience with this is, I chose to create new and healthy relationships with uh, things such as food and alcohol because I found pregnancy was an opportunity to do that and to be kinder to myself. And I also know that looking after a baby with a hangover is virtually impossible and not something I want to do. So I've taken those healthy habits that I created in the beginning uh, into my new life with, with Juniper and Tom. And I rarely drink now. Um, so yeah, they can, there can also be benefits to this. So I just wanted to share, um, this note that I wrote myself last summer. So basically I definitely was going through this transition, uh, into motherhood and this kind of shift in identity, as I said, when I found out I was pregnant and throughout my pregnancy, but particularly in the third trimester, it really started to hit me that things were going to change. And I'd made plans to meet my best friend Angelica uh, in the park to have a little picnic. And when I left her, I wrote this note in my phone, in Samsung Notes, because I wanted to capture the essence of that day. I didn't want to lose that memory. So let me just read it to you. Hold on, just bringing it up. Okay. It's a super hot day and I've just been with Angelica. We met in Regent's Park for a picnic. We started off with our usual procedure, raid the shops for picnic food, and it takes us less than a few minutes to decide what to have. Ice coffee? Yeah. Is there vegan? Yep. Crisps? Definitely. Doritos? No, 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 salt and vinegar. What? No, I like these. Well, we should just get both, no? Uh, no, maybe just one. Okay, fine. Get Doritos because I'll eat less of them. Okay. We exit the shop and head to the park, chatting away as we usually do in our little bubble. I feel so happy to see her. It's been three months since we last met due to the COVID lockdown. Crazy times. I guess it's only just hit me now how much I missed her. We speak every day, but there's something different about being with someone in the flesh. You feel their essence. I missed her essence. And I missed how I feel when I'm with her. 
We spent the afternoon in the park. She occasionally felt my tummy when Juniper kicked, feeling it like a midwife would, checking everything felt okay. So sweet. I know she loves baby Juniper. Saying goodbye was different today. We hugged and I got into the cab, only to be met with a wave of emotion. Tears streamed down my face as the cab drove off. I opened the window and let the fresh breeze in, blowing against my wet face. Why was I sad? What is this feeling? I sat with my emotions for a while until it became clear. I'm sad because I'm saying goodbye. Angelica and I have had the most incredible friendship and we have so many shared memories. Juniper's arrival will change things and our friendship will blossom in a new way. But today, we're saying goodbye to what was and hello to the new adventure that lies ahead of us. I guess for me, I'm saying goodbye to a part of myself. Being a mother is and will change me. And I need to let go of the old me in a loving and positive way. Gosh. So I was really aware of the massive transformation and shift in identity that I was about to go through. And I could really feel it. I just knew that there was no going back. And I also knew that I needed to mourn the old me. I knew that there was no such thing as bouncing back. I couldn't be the same person that I was without Juniper. And I know that today. And I think there is such societal pressure to bounce back to your old self, bounce back to your old body, bounce back to your old job. And actually we praise women who do manage to do this. But I just don't think it is possible. I think that once you go through, you know, being pregnant, giving birth and becoming a mother, I don't think there is any going back. So what I was going through was obviously very deep and personal to me. But I couldn't find anything out there which represented any of what I was going through. And I did spend a lot of time reading books you know, looking online, trying to find answers. And it's only when I came across the word matrescence that I truly started to think, okay, this is normal. And my God, this needs to be spoken about. So I talk about this a lot on the Birth of Mother podcast. And this word matrescence essentially defines the transformation that mothers go through. And the word is very similar to adolescence and actually it's very similar to adolescence. So your body goes through changes, your hormones change, you know, everything in your life goes through some form of shift. But the issue is that adolescence is well researched and, you know, collectively understood. We acknowledge adolescence as part of the process of growing up and If you've got a teenager going through a difficult patch, you can actually say, well, actually, you know, it's just adolescence and we get it. We understand. But with motherhood, we don't understand matrescence. It's not, you know, a commonly known word. And that's where I think there's a problem because we've got millions of women suffering in silence, you know, feeling as though they are the only ones going through this. And there's this 
awful sense of guilt that follows these intense emotions and changes that we go through. But I know for me, when I found this word, I was like, okay, I understand what I'm going through is normal and I am okay and this is okay. Okay, guys, so I'm looking at the time and I'm actually just starting to feel my eyelids go. Um, I think I just gave my last ounce of energy to that podcast. But you know what was so interesting, actually, is earlier today, um, I was kind of doing a bit of stuff on the laptop, working on my counselling course. And I left Tom with Juniper. He's basically taken two and a half weeks off work. So I left Tom with Juniper. And I must have taken about, what, four or five hours to myself. And then afterwards, I went downstairs and we were stood in the kitchen. And Tom looked at me and he was like, do you know what? It was really good for me to have done that. I said, do what? And he said, just be with her for that amount of time straight. And I said, "Okay, why? And he said, well, I've just got so much more respect for you. Um, He said, like, I like I feel or like I felt what you have to go through. And I said, yeah, like it is an intense and all-consuming job, you know, looking after a baby, um, especially when they're really young, you know, round the clock, it's just change nappies, you know. And then it's also um, not only change nappy and feed, but you also have to consider entertaining them and and making the day nice for them as well as you. Um, And then also when you've got the blank canvas of the week, it's like, well, what do I do? And even that requires creativity and energy um, and resilience as well. You need resilience uh, in order to be able to do this every every week and every day. And he also said to me that, yes, I think you have built up that that resilience. And I definitely think that's true. But I feel like it was one of those days where you're at work and your boss says that you've done a really great job. I had that feeling of, wow, I'm being acknowledged. Um, And I think that is just so important. Our society, we don't acknowledge and celebrate our mothers enough. Like we are raising the next generation of people that are going to be contributors to society. We do need to give our mothers more credit. And on that note, guys, drop me a message on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. I do receive a few messages here and there and they literally light up my day. And usually when I receive a message, I will just go on and straight away work on the next idea for the podcast because it just gives me that bit of motivation. Obviously, I'm a first time mum recording these podcasts in my very limited spare time. And when I do hear something back from my listeners, it just gives me that buzz and reassurance that actually what I'm doing is useful. So Good night, everyone, or morning, or afternoon, whatever time you're listening. Lots of love. Bye-bye.